thing. So we stand in front of Dollar Tree with basically Such as this, this thing here. All right, I'm excited to have a guest. RTD Live Talk, <laughs> Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. Back at it again for a second attempt. Apologize for the technical issues, but it happens, especially uh, it's more frequent than anything else. But anyway, do the best I can. can continue to push forward. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, welcome to the live stream. Looking forward to getting a chance to hear some voices. This is a chance where you get a chance to uh, call and let your voice be heard. Looking forward to find out what's on your radar. So feel free to, uh, when the phone lines open up, give me a call. We'll love to hear from you. So hopefully things flow smoother. All I did was just reboot the computer, and so far, so good. But anyway, yeah, uh, another interesting day. Uh, it looks like the markets responded opposite of what typically happens uh, when the Fed tightens an environment where there's sorry, extremely uh, shaky already, but uh, no surprise whatsoever. It's, it's interesting that the leading central bank, Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, doesn't see a recession. But then again, he didn't see inflation being a problem either. It was transitory, but yet he admitted it wasn't transitory. Now, the question is, what will it take for him to admit that we're past the point of a recession? So we're going to talk about that as well as a couple other things and uh, uh, keep it moving forward. But anyway, let me know where you're watching from. We'd love to acknowledge your presence. If you haven't already, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. Hopefully the algorithm kick in. More people are notified. That's the least. That's the most I can ask for these days because I'm having more and more glitches on on the YouTube thing. And uh yeah, I got to, you know, want to share some stories with you as well. Had a chance to talk to Alaska Prepper earlier as well and share share stories with that as well. But anyway, all right, we got Functional Doc. Uh, says, second time will we'll be one that works. Hopefully so. Dubois, Pay Me Money Bags, LBP, Jesse, checking in Midnight Green. Uh, let me see here. What else we got? Uh, da, 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 Will Smith, DC, Precise, Renee, checking in. Uh, Bitcoin and the Bear Flag. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything, uh, as far as the, the conventional... Uh, assets that uh, are used as safe havens are still, you know, in that ballpark of suffering from whatever the cataclysmic event that is uh, in our near future. So uh, there still will be a, a unimaginable buying opportunity for a lot of people to uh, take advantage of. So that's why all the billionaires have sold off and sitting in cash waiting on that ultimate fire sale. So uh, yeah, don't get too excited. Anyway, let's keep moving. Before I move forward, let me make sure I acknowledge everybody. I want to just do the best I can. Um, I just feel, I just feel, you know, we're, you know, I'm moving closer and closer to that time frame where uh, RTD will experience more hiccups in reference to being able to stream solely on this platform as a primary way of connecting with the audience. So, but I'll do the best I can. If you haven't already, click that subscribe button as well as hit that bell notification. Hopefully, you are notified. I know some are, some aren't. Nah, algorithms can't do nothing about that. And also want to make sure you guys are aware that um, it's a it's a good way to connect. Uh, click the link below. I'd encourage you guys to um, connect with me on the RTD locals. Uh, definitely, we'll be doing more work there, and everything goes there. And also, for those that are interested, want to make sure you guys are able and interested in getting your weight up uh, with the bullion max opportunity ends at the probably probably another week or so uh, while supplies last. So definitely, great opportunity there to get your weight up. Because uh, it, it will definitely be needed, especially with Zimbabwe going back uh, or making an attempt 
to make money great again. Uh, it definitely will play a role in protecting and preserving yourself in the future. So great opportunity here at Bullion Max if you guys are interested. And also all the work I've done throughout the years can be found uh, on the RethinkingTheDollar.com as well as a chance to test your IQ, get your free crisis reports, give you an alternative perspective on things which uh, the world needs. And of course, this is all because the dollar is toast. So China and Russia got plans for us. Whether we want to admit it or not, they're out there. But anyway, let's move right along. So as I mentioned before, I had a chance to catch the FOMC meeting. I tend not to watch uh, the mainstream news because, of course, it's obvious. They already pretty much told us what they're going to do. Three-quarter points, but, you know, okay, whatever. But uh, one of the questions that were thrown out there to Jerome Powell was kind of a hardball question, questioning the credibility of whatever was remaining of that uh, with the central bank. And of course, it kind of caught him off guard because a lot of the reporters asked the same questions, recession, recession, recession. And I want to play this real quick and then get into some articles. But I'll just give you the first couple seconds of this clip here because uh, I shared this clip on the social media sphere and people you know, basically retweeted it and, you know, with the same questions that we all have. How can we trust you uh, if you told us tra- inflation was transitory and here we are at nine point one or whatever it is uh, inclining and you didn't see that coming? And so we're supposed to believe that there is no recession here now or in the next however long you see. So check this out real quick. Um, um, just a question about uh, I hate to keep banging the drum about recession, but most of the polls that we're seeing now from the public, people believe that we're already in a recession or heading for one. Economists pretty much the same thing. Um, they're being told by uh, folks like you and in the administration that we're not in a recession, we're not heading for a recession. Frankly, coming from the same people who told them that inflation was transitory, telling them now that we're not heading for a recession. So what would you tell the public to reassure them now that you, you, you feel confident in your forecast going forward and the Fed is ready to respond to, uh, to, to a, a potential downturn in the economy? No, all, all I've really said is I don't think it's likely that the U.S. economy is in a recession now, and I've explained why that is the case. It's, it's because you do see a very strong labor market, and I think the public will, will see that as well. You know, going forward, uh, what we've seen is a, is a slowing in spending, as I mentioned. We've seen the very beginnings of perhaps a, a slight lessening in, in the, in the um, tightness of the labor market, but it would only be the beginnings. So, uh, and, I, and I mentioned that, that I also said that uh, we, our goal is to bring inflation down and have a so-called soft landing, by which I mean uh, a landing that doesn't require a significant increase, a really significant increase in unemployment. Uh, we're trying to achieve that. I, I have uh, I've said on. All right, I'll spare you the rest of that. But basically right there, <laughs> economy slowing down possibly tight labor market. We're trying to bring it down to a soft landing, trying to prevent, you know, basically a massive loss of jobs. And, but the economy's doing fine. So just stuff like that, you know, dude, like you've already gone past the point of no return. It's amazing how, you know, we know he's lying. We know that's primary missing, you know, mainstream misinformation, that's monetary misinformation. But then again, it's like, you know, how dumb could you think people are? And of course you can't really trick the, you, you can't pull one over typically speaking on, uh, monetary hedges. And so right now, especially, I'm assuming anticipation within the next, you know, t- nine, 10, no, about 10 or so hours, we're going to get those GDP figures and we'll see what they can do with that. But um, one thing that's responding as of right now in a more favorable way, despite uh, what's happening with the uh, Federal Reserve, happens to be 
the most precious metals. You know, once Jerome Powell got done lying to the American public or lying to the world, metals would kind of went trended up as well as every other asset as well. But that's not typical. But it's something to keep in mind because whatever the Federal Reserve can't see, the IMF, which happens to be the one of the alternative leading monetary sources, they see something a, a lot worse coming. And so basically <laughs> get ready for something worse, of course, which, which, which we already know. But anyway, real quick, thumb through some things here. Just the headlines here, man. It's real entertaining. But you guys saw, you know, you guys, I'm sure, already heard from our commentators talking about the recession. We know we're well past that point of no return. So ain't no point in really touching on that. Um, let me make sure everything's going smoothly on my side here. Uh, tight labor market. <laughs> yeah, more jobs available than people who are willing to work. So, yeah, what does that mean? What is that telling us? And then here's uh, another little headline here. Gold bounces 1% as a dollar retreats post-Fed verdict. Then we got here. Uh, Powell says markets have been orderly as Fed has hiked rates. That's He wants to call orderly. I'm not sure exactly what orderly means in his estimation, but here's a good indication of a... Uh, 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 recessionary indicator that a lot of people tend to pay attention to. And I think this is worth bringing to your attention as well. This happens to be about the inverted uh, yield curve between the two and the 10. And this is from uh, Lisa Abramovitz on Twitter. And this came out as of yesterday, but yeah, she's, she's basically on point with her charts, but just this right here is says more than enough to me because this is the, basically the lifeline of the, of the dollar system the bond market, the debt market. So here it says, the benchmark U.S. yield curve is the most inverted since the year 2000. U.S. two-year, 10-year treasury are yielding the most versus 10-year notes since that year, typically a signal of a recession in the following 12 to 18 months. So based upon history, based upon what we're seeing here, uh, if history is any good indicator of possible future events, 12 to 18 months is the typical time frame. But yet, once again, we're experiencing something globally that could lead to something a lot worse than just a typical recession. So as I've said before, recession is a nice word uh, that will be used to describe what we're experiencing over the last two, three years. But what we might be in our future happens to be, in my opinion, a lot worse. And it might even you know, you know, go well past what the typical definition of a depression is. Not to be doom and gloom, but that's just what's happening in the natural realm of things. But to keep moving forward. Um, one of the things here that's worth bringing to your attention is if the central banks, if the Federal Reserve can't see something, definitely the IMF, which they're all in the same boat, happens to see something that is very concerning and they're sounding the alarm based upon all the global economy, all central banks, all monetary response towards the slowing down of the economy. It says here, IMF says global economy is edging towards a recession. So that's, that's to know that, you know, you know, we're not just talking about the U S we tend to focus on the U S because we have the reserve currency, but the much bigger picture, it goes beyond our borders. And it happens to be what happens in Europe, what happens in Australia, what happens in basically, you know, our, you know, all the, you know, second, third world countries are already, you know, extremely uh, probably, you know, experiencing runaway inflation, double digit inflation in a lot of the emerging markets, but they're already experiencing severe problems. That's why Zimbabwe decided to go, you know, go back to gold or include gold because they're trying to protect them, their damn self. Nevertheless, their own people. But anyway, uh, just some more headlines here. And then I'll open the phone line. So this, this is an older article. But once again, just highlighting how well before, the, you know, Jerome Powell, who can't see a recession in this current environment here, um, the IMF, which is people he collaborate with because they're all a part of the same club, 
you know, we're told about you know, IMF is warning of huge food and energy prices. So they're warning of this well before our politicians here are willing and wanting to warn us. Then here's another little headline here. IMF warns world economy may soon be in the cusp of a recession as it happens. And so there's a little timeline here talking about all the interest rate hikes and things of that nature, the Ukraine, the gas, the Europe and stuff like that. And then the last one here summarizes it all. Another little excerpt referring to XR, uh, IMF blog says the global economy heading towards the worst slowdown in 50 years. So I thought 50 years, what exactly happened approximately 50 years ago? Could it be anything to do with the removal of the gold standard or the backing of the dollar by gold or the redeemability of dollar liabilities for gold and the introduction of a free floating currency globally? And from there, the uh, increase of debt exponentially, which is uh, coming to an end. So to me, when I saw worse since 50 years ago, that's like, okay, that to me lets me know where the macro picture is regardless of what Jerome Powell can't see. And of course we can't forget Jenny Yellen who, you know, can't really distinguish between two contracting uh, quarters as uh, being a legitimate reason to call it a recession these days, even the white house is sugarcoating it. So, and of course we got articles or the video where Biden said, you know, I I can't see a recession either. Uh, Okay. Just, just so everybody knows here, they're lying to us for whatever it's worth. But then again, if we know they're lying to us, Hopefully, well before now, you've taken incremental steps towards doing things to better protect and preserve yourself as best you can. And of course, like today, you know, me, I, you know, trying to do as much as I can. I make sure I always get my mercy foods, you know, bought an extra solar generator today. I'm just, you know, trying to use whatever purchasing power I have left to get real world things that I'm going to need either today or two, three years from now, just in case if it's not available on the shelves, getting a little bit more now. So, that's uh, uh, one option that you have. And of course, you always got to add to your stack because it's my personal opinion. I'm ranting a little bit and I open the phone lines, but it's my personal opinion that, and especially for those that had a chance to listen to that uh, um, um, Mario and Andy Sheckman talk about that $50 million purchase of metals. And one of the takeaways that I got from my interview and what I saw from uh, uh, Andy Sheckman talking to other commentators is that, People who think that you can get your money, your currency out of the bank when you want it. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. If that lady wasn't able to secure 50 million for her own uses, what makes you think that you're going to be able to get a hundred dollars out when you really need it? And so that's one of the things that I think people are not really taking too serious because your average Joe a don't really know about it. So here's a video here with Mar- Mario and uh, Andy Sheckman the other day. And he was just basically highlighting how, you know, you know he had issues. She had issues getting the money out the bank. And so we're, we're getting first world experiences on what it's like to, you know, get your crypto out of these exchanges. But once again, the clause is, is that once it's in their possession, it belongs to them. So just something to keep in mind. And then also before I open up the phone lines, um, I had a chance to speak with Alaska Prepper today, Mr. Rudy. Uh, one of the community members sent me a video 
uh, basically just mentioning his situation. And so we had a nice little talk and it, it, it was you know, a great conversation. And I'm sure, you know, people who are a part of his community, uh, you know, have heard from him since then. But uh, basically he was talking, you know, he got flagged for talking about one particular subject matter that should be uh, that would make you wonder why out of the blue, a recent video he did talking about the alternative mon- monetary system. I'm not even going to mention the name, but one of the community members called in last week, mentioned about how he might do a video on this. Check this out. This is some good stuff. And I'm like, mm, you know, I looked at it, glanced over, read through it. What, you know, semi well-versed in it. Wasn't really going to talk about it just because I'm like, you know, it could be a setup because if, if it's publicly known to the world and it's freely floating on the internet with the public domain, it's like, uh, you know, is that really it? Or is that more so just uh, some type of psyop grooming that they're just putting information out there to get people talking about this because they have a, a alternative version of that that's coming. And it has to do with the new style of our currency with your social credit score and all that stuff combined and all the tiers of what you're allowed to do, what you can't do. And it, it's very thought out, well thought out in detail, but I, I question it just because if it's freely floating out there and your average Joe can go find it, then, you know, how are they really going to roll that out in a, in an effective way? But anyway, so anyway, he was basically saying he got, he, he got, you know, just automatically got that immediate strike and went no, no warning, no nothing. They took that video down and he was going to do a two or three part series. And from that point on, he was like, Hey, you know, okay, I'm not doing that, but he put it up on his rumble or whatever. So Alaska preppers on, on rumble, go check it out. If you want to find out more about that system. But once again, it, it could be used as a diversion tactic to keep our eyes off the prize, which is focus on what you can control right now within your own capabilities based upon the remaining purchasing power in your possession. That's what ultimately we should focus on the doom and gloom, all the stuff that's happening around us, you know, it won't work at the end of the day. It will all fail. It's just a matter of how disruptive it will be to our daily lives is, is what we should concern ourselves with because shortages of food, shortages of energy, shortages of everything else, and them wanting to force you to ask for permission to do things, whether or not your score and whether or not you're able to travel. Those are the things that's underway. So that's just something worthwhile. But anyway, um, but uh, Alaska Prepper was basically in good spirits. And so since then, it's been a blessing to him because more attention has been brought to his channel. And uh, he, he's been rewarded handsomely for that. And also, it will ultimately shine more light on the problems we're having with mainstream media. And so basically, I, I informed him about the RTD locals and said, hey, man, get ready. Because within the next 12, 6 to 12 months, when stuff hit the fan, you better believe YouTube is about to just clean house on prepping channels. Anybody who talks about the dollar, anybody that talks truth, your channel is suspect. So that's why I continue to encourage people to connect with your favorite content creators off of these publicly traded companies that have platforms because it doesn't belong to you. And on another note, uh, real quick, before I move on and open the phone line, so get your, get your questions ready, get your thoughts ready, and we'll take some calls. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, I had something to say, but I, it'll come to me. But anyway. So let's talk. Uh, it'll come back to me, you know, at the wrong time as always. But uh, curious to hear what's on your radar. Let's open up the phone lines. Let's talk. Uh, and if you don't mind, since you're here, hopefully you're enjoying the feedback as well as the opportunity to hang out in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. And if you have a question, hit, you know, type in at Rethinking a Dollar and um, we can go from there. And I'll try to answer that question 
yeah, so Manico 64 on YouTube. And, you know, just this, this Friday at noon, we check in with the Mike and Mario show. And we'll definitely cover all this stuff from this past week. But anyway, let's talk. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, Steve, people were denied. Steve, what's wow. going on? What's going on, my man? Hey, hey dude, it, it's all real. People, food and water mm-hmm. is the goal right yeah. now. It, it, uh, and if, if you've been talking about it mm-hmm. for a while and all the rest of it, and food and water right now mm-hmm. is. It, it, it's not going to do any good to, to go out and buy silver and gold mm-hmm. if you have not taken care of food and water. Right. And I, 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 I just went out today, Mike, and it went out today. Uh, it, it, and it got some chicken breast to uh, stock the food, stock the stock the second freezer. Yeah. <laughs> and and the chicken the, the chicken price was just as high as the. Petite sirloin mm-hmm. price. Yeah. Chicken was the same price as the petite sirloin. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's rising. I, I, I remember going into the store buying that at 8, 9, and now it's at like 12, 13. Mm. Yeah. For chicken. <laughs> it's if, real. If that makes sense. It, it is it, real. It all, man. It, it's very real, and, and people people need to wake up to this. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, I, I know you talk about it all the time mm-hmm. too, but I'm just trying to tell people it's real and it's running out. Yeah. And oh, as a matter of fact, I, I sent you a, a video there, uh, uh, a 27 minute thing with Alex Jones. Yeah. Oh, you got it there. I'll put yeah. it on the screen as you're talking. Give us a give us a quick rundown, and of course, I'll post yeah. it to the chat. But give me the quick rundown yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, basically the 2030. That's that's accelerated now. They're yeah. trying to get that done before then. But before then, yeah, they're trying to get it done now because because they're being exposed. Right. They're trying to get it done uh, way before that. That's a very important video to watch all the way through. Uh, I'll put it. I'll put it out. I'll, I'll put it in, in the Discord and the Telegram uh, when we conclude this uh, live stream. But yeah, man, um, taking advantage of everything that you need to get a hold of now before you, before it runs out or becomes very expensive to where you're priced out. You're either going to run out or get priced out. Take your pick. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I just exactly. uh, <laughs> go ahead. It, 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 now that you mentioned that, uh, I, I just went to the. I just went to the store. Uh, uh, a couple hours ago, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, to you know, to, I, I bought a second freezer, so I'm stocking that one up. And, <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I, <laughs> let me see. That. Let me go see. Ahead, I'll because uh, you, you sent me the picture. Let me. Uh, I'll if you don't mind, I'll share the picture if I can. Oh, hey, hey do it, man. Do it. <laughs> Anything I send you, post it. Post All right. It. Let me, let me, I'll grab it, but. It. Yeah, so when you mentioned that stocking up, I'm like, yeah, man, I just literally just got a shipment of, uh, got a quarter of a cow myself, you know, grass-fed cow from my deep freezer. So I'm, you know, throwing out old, replenishing my dang self. So doing the best I can to buy it now while it's semi-cheap, so. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, and here's the other thing. Uh-huh. Here's, here's the other thing, too. Uh, with, the, with the stocking up, with the freezers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, make, make sure 
sure, make sure, make sure you vacuum seal mm -hmm. everything that's going in there. Yeah, <laughs> vacuum seal everything that's going in there. Um, uh, so, so it so it lasts longer. If if you don't vacuum seal it, mm -hmm. you're only looking at a good, you know, you know, maybe four or six months. Yeah, uh, you vacuum seal that puppy. That stuff can last for two, three years. Yeah. And of which, of which I, I learned at the hard way because I had a lot of, you know, old uh, chicken and ground beef that I did not do that for. And I'm, I pulled it out when I was recycling stuff. And I noticed, like, you know, freezer, bro. I'm like, man, like, all this, I spent all this money what, a couple a year ago and it's, there, it's gone. I'm like, damn. So just a lot of that educational stuff, man, unless you actually follow like Alaska Prepper and other people who actually teach you how to do that, you know, you, you can be, you can invest a lot of money, not to lose it within a couple of months. And that's why I mentioned I get, the, I got a lot of dry food and, you know, all my other stuff. So it's yeah. Canned goods. And yeah, I like, you know, oh yeah, I stopped. But anyway, let me get some more calls in, man. I, I appreciate you. No doubt about it. And that's where I got it from Alaska Prepper too. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I felt bad when I heard, you know, I, I guess see the stuff popping up going, in YouTube jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I talked to him today, man. He, what he's doing, man. He's like he considered it as a seven day vacation. So, uh, oh yeah, I, I, that's what I meant. I, I forgot a thought, but I'll share it now about that conversation. But hey, man, let me let me get some more calls. I appreciate you, man. All right, then, bro. Be good. Uh, yeah, every everybody stock up now it, 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 because it's, it's it's going to come to a point. Mm -hmm. It's going to come to a point where it's too late. Yeah, very true. Uh, Please do it now. Be good, Please man. Please do it now. Don't, 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 don't wait until then. All right, then, bro. Gotcha. Uh, we'll talk, we'll yep. talk later. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. So what I forgot to mention, what I, what slipped my mind was, um, oh, oh, just more about the censorship to YouTube and how they're rewriting the rules of the game. Because, I, you know, once I heard of, uh, you know, once I heard about Alaska Prepper last night, you know, basically getting a strike bin, you know, and, you know, YouTube purgatory in a sense, you know, can't do anything but just watch from the outside. I'm like, and I reached out to him, hey, let's just, you know, let's just hop on tomorrow, today, let's talk. I'm curious to find out what's going on. He, you know, hit me back, Mike, you know, I apologize, man. You know, I can't join your channel, man. Like, you know, the new terms of service for YouTube content creators is that if you are in a doghouse, you can't be seen, period on anybody else's YouTube channel, or you'll get additional punishment. And that person who's hosting you on their channel will also get a strike. And so I'm like, damn, that's, 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 that's real. That's different because that wasn't always the case is usually you get a strike. You can, you know, visit your neighbor and still keep your business going, but he can't be seen on YouTube right now, or there'll be consequences. And I'm thinking like, what type of, what type of service, is that what types of term or service changes did they make that we don't know about? So I wasn't even aware of that. So I invited them on, not knowing that I'm putting myself in danger. So I'm like more of a sign to make sure that you guys are, you know, connecting with your content creators beyond YouTube. I can't stress that enough. I even, when I was talking to Rudy last week, I'm like, Hey man, you know, RTD locals, you know, get your locals page. And then literally, Five days later, this guy gets, you know, you know, gets a strike. So it's like you never know when they're coming for you, man. But, yeah, I ain't going to stress it enough. Make sure you stay connected on social media platforms, alternatives. Hello, Carlos. What's your name? What are you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's Low Blood Pressure. It's Christy. How's it going? LBP. Doing good, my man. What's up with you? Hey, 
Hey, man, you trying to harbor fugitives or what, man? They're going to kick you off YouTube, Mike. What's going on? Yeah, you know, I, I, and I, think, I did not know they changed, they changed the terms of service agreement where you can't host you know, basically, you know, you two fugitives, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get in trouble. It's like, damn, you're, you're, eight, eight, it's like aid in abetting, abetting, you know what I'm saying? You up there helping criminals. I was like, damn, just to talk. We just having conversations. But anyway, what else going on with you, man? That's crazy. Hey, everybody out there, like, uh, know your local farmer. Like, I got a guy down the street, he has cattle, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't even have to, like, you know, think about refrigerating everything you know just you can have live animals but mm-hmm. you know just down the street from you yeah yeah and, and another thing i'm seeing is that uh do especially in europe we're seeing all the chaos happening in europe where you know the you know, regulators are forcing people to uh kill their cattle early and trying to starve them to death yada 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 but i'm noticing more articles throughout the u.s especially in the midwest where due to the increased grain costs and all the the upkeep for your farm is becoming problematic. They're killing off and they're slaughtering a lot of the cattle more than they typically would to sell and just to, you know, lighten their financial burden. So it's one of them things where if they kill, they, if they force farmers to basically have to, you know, minimize their herd come next year, year after that, they're literally trying to reduce the amount of cattle available, i.e. the starvation side of things. So it may not be available the next year or two, the way that it is now, or it's going to cost that much more to get some. So it's going to always be available. But the question is, will you be willing to pay the price to get it? So that's why they're going to have the substitute meats, the beyond meats, and the, they're going to have the protein bugs and the bug burgers. And, you know, so that stuff going to be all, that's going to be an alternative. And believe me, a lot of people are going to be grabbing it because it's going to be extra cheap. <laughs> that's funny, Mike. <laughs> No, yeah, man. man. Another good idea. Another good idea. I haven't really heard too many YouTubers talking, but a lot of people like out in the country, they they do like horse boarding. You know, like like they take care of your horses for you. Mm-hmm. You could go out there and just tell them, hey, how about you take care of my cow? You know, and and you get a calf or something like that, and they'll mm-hmm. raise it for you. You know, and when it's about money, you know, everybody's cool. You know. Yeah, that, that's that's the opportunity, man. And that's the thing where through through okay, so through the deliberate destabilization of our local economy, it breeds creativity. So there's going to be ways of new ideas thought of, and this is going to be a great opportunity for, you know, entrepreneurship type roles to be created. So whatever the enemy means for good, God always is able to spin it around for our benefit. So it's one of the things where even talking to uh, Rudy earlier, he was saying that, you know, he, his channel has grown with him not even being there because it's drawn so much attention to him having that strike. So he's like, I'm still in good position. And so, it's like, hey, it's just, it's amazing, man. But it is what it is. But hey, man, I appreciate your call, man. Get some more calls in. All right, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Bye, bye. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, what we got, Mister George Gadman? George, what's going on, man? Hope all is well with you, my friend. I see you doing your thing out there. Definitely, we you know we got to connect soon, man. It's been a while since we've had a chance to chit chat. Hope all is well with you. Uh, definitely looking forward to connecting, man. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah. And and speaking of which, George, I definitely want to talk to you about, uh, you know, the 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 increased censorship that we're all going to experience pretty soon, man. So I know you're well scattered throughout multiple platforms, but encouraging your audience to make sure they connect with you off YouTube is going to be crucial, I think. But hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, you're joking me? Jerry, you say Jeremy? 
this Lefty from Philly. Lefty from Philly. What's going on, my friend? What's in your mind? Man, I ain't, I ain't talked to you in a while. I came back. I ain't, ain't get you live in a minute. I was just uh, trying to see what's going on. Um, I used to get my updates from you, so, and, like, other YouTube channels, so. Yeah. Just checking on, see what's going on. Everything's going crazy. Where I'm at, um, the food, like, everybody acting like the food is not, like, the prices are slowly, slowly going up. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really, you know, panicking out where I'm at. I'm in Philly, so. Yeah. Anybody really panicking for real. Yeah. And but so. It's, it's scary because it's going to be hard hit for everybody that's not, not getting ready. Yeah, you know, certain pockets around the country, uh, the economic conditions are different. So some places, you know, you wouldn't notice that, you know, prices is going up just because the local the, the local economy there more than likely uh, or might be used to paying a little bit more for the items to wear. That's a part of the, the environment there. But, you know, inner city Detroit, people definitely noticing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing more people talking about it. And so depending on where you're at, man, and as well as the housing market and things of that nature, everything is, is scattered. But. Uh, at some point in the probably not too distant future, more people will come to the realization that we're all in the same boat, man, heading in the same direction, unfortunately. But right. yeah, right. man, but no, everything's going well, man. Depending on what's going on, man, be creative as you can try to help and be a blessing as many people as you, as you can, man. That's the best way to serve, right. serve others and add value, man. So with that, you'll be good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Appreciate you, Mike. For sure, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Um, yeah, give me a call. Let's talk. What else we got going on here? Uh, let me see here. S four hundred says, "What do you think about Executive Order fourteen oh six seven? What are your thoughts?" So, let me just look it up real quick. Uh, and that's why it's good to have people bring stuff to my attention because there's more topics that I can't get to myself. I don't recall those numbers. I see a lot of HRs rather than executive orders. So, let's look this up real quick. Um, March 9th. Let me get updated on this one. Uh, Executive Order 14062, ensuring responsible development of digital assets. Okay, so this is the Biden executive order from earlier this year. And so I did read through this. We talked about this months ago. And based upon the framework here, it had nothing to do with digital assets other than the uh, admission that studying for the CBDCs is something they wanted to focus on. So just looking through here, let me see. Control F. Let's look at CBDCs. So how many times CBDCs pop up in this little? So 14 times CBDCs popped up in this little executive order. And so it said the extent to which foreign CBDCs, foreign CBDCs, what else we got here? So CBDCs, so stable coins, currency, CBDCs, CBDC, central bank digital currency, digital payment. So uh, G7 digital payment expert groups to discuss CBDCs. So once again, uh, it wasn't descriptive or well-defined as to what exactly and how they're going to treat it. It's more so just the framework to set us up for the CBDC, which in my opinion is already done. Let's type in crypto. Oops, crypto. I'm spelling it wrong. Cryptocurrencies. See how many times it popped up. So cryptocurrencies popped up five times. So as people think for some reason that the regulatory clarity on cryptocurrencies is going to be something that's favorable in a way where they're going to allow people to have an exit out of this monetary wealth transfer that's taking place right now with, you know, unscathed. They're going to be able to scave, you know, get out of, get out of the Titanic before it goes down and not, you know, not take on water. No, that's not the plan. So I believe that CBDC is already ready to be rolled out. We're seeing test pilots in you know, Buku countries. So for those, I like to just be able to, 
for those that may not be familiar, I try to stay up on the latest of, for the CBDCs. And uh, let me see here. I go to my map if I can get it up here. But I can't find it right now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, point in case is there's more test pilots and everything like that ready to be rolled out. You know, two, I think two or three, you know, emerging markets already have it. You know, the test pilot's fully operational. So uh, at the end of the day, once the economy tanks, the emergency will be passed. Therefore, they're going to come out with a CBDC to save the day. That's going to ha- that's how they're going to do, do some easy. They're going to reverse. They're going to eventually pivot if they want to and ease in a new monetary form, i.e. CBDCs. And uh, that ISO 20022 utilizing XRP, XRPL, the ledger, uh, Mind you, it's, it's the code is created by the World Economic Forum partners, David Schwartz and all those guys. And ultimately, they wrote the code to serve their own purposes first. And that's why I'm sketchy on, you know, people being able to escape the monetary wealth transfer and benefit off of this collapse without there being some type of, you know, consensus changing uh, with that code there. But that clarity there. And that's where, like, you know, persistence over resistance. Like, you know, it's already clarity there for the global framework of what they want to do. But then again, I don't think that global clarity is going to be what will happen within local economies, i.e. the U.S. economy with our CBDC. Like, whatever they're going to roll out will be a regulatory framework on how they're going to treat citizens who use decentralized ledger tokens and in, through taxation and through all types of other things, it's going to be very burdensome as well as uh, I don't think the reward at the end will be as good as it is now for those who got in early, especially. So I just see the framework changing. Like and if they if they tell you and this is where I, I, I like to have open dialogue to really understand this, because I'm thinking like if they told you you're not going to own nothing. And you'll be happy with it. That's that's like their mission statement between now and 2030 ish between now and then so much stuff is going to change to where even with gold and silver, think about what's going to happen in the just your everyday lives to where utilizing gold and silver may be a whole different learning experience for everybody. And that's something that you can hold and feel and actually interact with behind closed doors and not be, you know, not fall into the surveillance trap of being able to track and trace on a ledger. In the real world, using your phone or using your computer, be able to transfer digits back and forth on a publicly visible ledger. That's a whole other ballpark, man. That's just my opinion. But, you know, dip and dabble, play around in accordance to what you're willing to risk. Mind you, everything is a risk if you can't take possession of it in your in your own hand. Like literally, it's going to come down to what you can hold in your hand, whether it be steak, potato, a can of beans, an ounce of something, some salt, you know, like. Think about this. And, and, you know, this is just in countries that go through issues, everything that is of use to somebody else becomes a currency. Having a 
a, a bottle of salt to season your meat will be of value to somebody else. That's something real. On the other hand, when it's something that's on a computer code that you got to go like this or go like go like this, that's another ballpark. That's a whole other ball game. And it's great now when things are normal, but when things get chaotic, how stable will things be to use at that point? We'll see. Anyway, hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Oklahoma. What's going on, my friend? Hey, just a quick uh, point on some of your uh, listeners. You know, I had uh, quite a bit of money on uh, an exchange, uh, pulling it out from PayPal and on Bitcoin that I sold. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they shut me down pretty quick. Um, mm. trying to pull my money out and uh, I made 100,000 profit trying to get it out was not easy so tell everybody be careful on that end of it you can make it but tr- if you don't hold it like you say it's hard to get out yeah and that's one of the things where <laughs> we're, we're, the, the, so this was this you said was this PayPal or this was a crypto exchange This was it one of the problematic ones that's yep. experiencing problems now no, I got everything out, but this was about six to eight months ago, and it was PayPal, yeah. Robinhood, and Coinbase, all three of them yeah. I had an account with. And trying to pull it out, uh, they stopped me and pulled it out uh, pretty quick. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So I made pretty good money, but trying to get a hold of it, too, is another thing. And yeah. then, of course, my bank, I went to my bank and started mm-hmm. pulling the cash out because I was kind of leery. And they said, you know what? You're on a list. And I said, what list? Uh-huh. You know, and it's, and it's a suspicious list that you're using it for something else. So anyway, you can't even get your money out of your bank. Yeah. It's it's getting to be weird times right now. So anyway, <sighs> just tell some of your yeah. listeners uh, to be, be careful on that end of it because yeah. you can make it. But, boy, it's hard to get it out. Yeah. Well, hey. That's they, they, all I need to say. Appreciate you, man. They're, they're listening to you, so they hear, they hear it directly from your mouth, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Be Bye. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, the idea of if you don't hold it, do you really own it will be something people will be introduced to like never before when it comes to retirement vehicles, all contracts to pay now or later will be reneged upon. We're witnessing, you know, right now with the energy sector, if, if, if there's any type of hangup in the delivery of the finest object that keeps that contract operational, if something comes up missing, the force majeure clauses kicks in Nord Stream. You know, the the uh, oil facility in South Africa or in South Africa, you, you name it. It's all subject to all parties being able to uh, actually receive what they're promised. And speaking of which, the caller mentioned Coinbase. I just saw a moment ago Reggie Middleton put up uh, a video on his channel basically saying Coinbase is in real trouble with pressure from may, uh, many angles. And so I didn't get a chance to listen to the video yet. But if you haven't, go show Reggie some love. He's definitely you know, ahead of the time as well with uh, what's going on. So he's basically saying, you know, Coinbase is a public traded company and where they go, ultimately the entire crypto market will feel the, uh, the reverberations of the uh, um, contagion event when the cryptos are impacted. So just something worthwhile. Um, uh, Prices says, why doesn't the Fed know what a recession is now? Because we're in the midst of that environment and for them to even play like they know what the definition is based upon prior, uh, you know, definitions would somehow some way admit that things are much worse than what they want the world to believe. But then again, as I mentioned, starting off earlier, look no further than their banking buddies and 
here's a little excerpt from a blog from the IMF. It says, global economy heading towards the worst slowdown in 50 years. That says a lot. And if IMF can say basically, you know, recession is, you know, next week. Recession is on the cusp of recession has happened, you know. And here's another one. IMF says global economy is edging towards a recession. If they can say all that, uh, why can't the Federal Reserve? And they're the, they're the number one uh, economy. Oh, and I'm sorry, number one central bank. Uh, Regina says, how long y'all think we have before the dollar goes to zero? Um, that's a tricky question because the dollar will take on a new life form. So therefore, the word D-O-L-L-A-R will still be used in a different form. And it will be more so how will it be viewed internationally should be the more important question I would put out there because the dollar will be used until the Lord returns for the country of the USA because it's, it's, it's just built into our, our, our the, you, you, the uniform, uniform commercial code as being the instrument of money that has been part of our history for the last 200 plus years. So it's going to be a dollar, but it's going to be rebranded to the U.S. DC or USDR or USD something, EUSD, whatever, in digital form. It's just being rebranded. So it will be utilized. But on the international scene, it won't carry the same amount of weight. Therefore, the world would treat that instrument differently to where it will lead to a major adjustment in our quality of life here because we won't be able to access credit the way that we have for the last uh, 40, 30 years, give or take, 20 years in particular. So imagine a world where you can only spend what you actually earn or have is what we're heading towards. Therefore, cut everything we've known 70, 80%. Therefore, housing must come down. Cars must come down. You know, on an even playing field, globally speaking, because everything's been accelerated due to fractional reserve banking, and also the you know the basically centralizing centralized central banking's central banks subsidizing governments by let, allowing them to run deficits. All right, keep it moving. Uh, what else we got here? With the S four, it says with the advent of Google creating sentient AI, and safe to say that the government also has. Such capabilities, do you think that such things like sentiment AI will run the CBDCs? Um, it's a possibility. I remember, and I talked about this last summer, watching a video from a software engineer, computer engineer, somebody who's actually worked with AI and helped with machine learning programming, and he expressed concerns, and he's at, he has government clearance. And so he's able to go within certain governments and actually help the creation of that type of technology. And he expressed concerns based upon what he had witnessed firsthand, just talking to having engagements with some of the AI technology. Because uh, the AI algorithm, the AI, machine learning, whatever the software is, as it matures, based upon it being able to grab, gather all the real-world data, every cell phone conversation, every internet transaction we have is all interconnected through the internet. The internet of things will be the the bodification of our data that will be controlled through algorithms such as AI. And they will be taking on the form of robots. And then eventually once they wise up on how to merge with the human body, transhumanist humanism, then that's when humans, AI merge together the way 
Charles Claus Swab mentioned it. And for those that may not know or may not be caught up to speed, I just actually on the Telegram channel shared a shared a video today uh, from Claus Swab, highlighting how that whole approach towards the merger of the human body and let me see copy post link. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you here, but they've already, so they've already completed what's needed. So in this video here, I'll show it. Give me one second here. Let me, I'll put it on the screen here in this video here. So this is the caption I put, what exactly is the internet of bodies? This is the term. Look, so just Google internet of bodies and you'll be able to better understand it. But the Internet of Bodies is an idea that uses people's bodies as a source of data, making it part of an ecosystem of the Internet of Things for devices. So here is that video here. So as you guys can see here, what we are doing, it, you know, Claus Fry basically saying what the benefits of the Fourth Industrial Revolution is not what it does outside, but what it does inside of us. You know, so you got all these experts and scientists out here right now trying to rationalize and strategize and basically say how the merger of technology with the body is already here. And I'm not going to go any further because I might, I might say something to get triggered on, on the algorithms here. But anyway, it, it, the technology is already there. And it's good to say they already have test subjects out there. Look at some of the politicians now. And and so this is, you know, this is not, you know, like so some people might say I, I'm ranting a little bit, but. I tend to share things that concern me and there's a lot of things that concerns me because to me real quick and I'll open the phone lines. I actually, I haven't got any calls, but here is something else that really that is should be, should strike your, you know, should, should, should strike your curiosity. Here's a clip here of the current administration and literally for this entire 30 seconds of this clip, he did not blink not once. And on average, the person I grabbed this from says that, you know, you usually blink 15 or 20 times. So right now talking to you, I blink naturally because my eyes would dry out. How does a man 70, 80, 80 years old have happened to go through a rant with not blinking once? To me, that spells that he's there's something else behind all this. Because you would think that he would need to blink just because he's a little bit older than me and I'm blinking while I'm talking naturally. So my point is the merger of technology and the human body is already in play. I can't prove none of that. It's just my suspicion. But I'm willing to go that far left and say that stuff is already out there. So I imagine a lot of people on the screen these days we watching are what's called deep fakes. (laughs) TB, yep. Deep, so I saw you mentioned deep fake. I think yesterday, two days ago, and that concept came to mind again. So I appreciate you, man. Um. So yeah, there it's it's out there. Things that make you say, "Hmm," that's that that hmm emoji. <laughs> anyway, uh, his eyes used to be blue. Um. That's the thing. Like I don't really. I mean, I never paid attention to the guy well enough to really know, but his eyes definitely aren't blue. And I uh, and I hear, you know. Your eyes may change color as you get older. I don't know how that goes. But anyway, something's wrong with that guy. And we may not find out the truth or we might. But in the meantime, you can only control what impacts you directly today. Anyway, so with that 50-minute mark, man, as always, I appreciate everybody for blessing me with your presence. 
uh, as always, it's good to connect with like-minded people. It's never been more important to plug in with people who think on the same sphere as you, think on the same frequency wave, just because from that, inspiration is given, edification is given, as well as new ideas on how to further protect and preserve what you've worked so hard for and God has blessed you with. And so let's end on a little bit of a good note on the spiritual side of things. Um, I, I, you know, it's been a while since I you know, share my scripture of the day, but uh, for those, I, I definitely make sure I post something referring to the spiritual essence of things, just because whether you believe in it or not, it doesn't matter. It's not going nowhere. It's present. At some point, you're going to be looking for some sense of some form of hope. And to this point, you know, what I'm saying like one of the things that gives me strength happens to be the word itself. But one of the things that stood out in this particular version, this is the NLT, is just talks about provision. Like in this world, in this society, we've been taught that we must do certain things in order to have certain things. And that's not 100 percent scripture. We're so told to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. But to get to the point where you worry about your things is beyond your control to where you compromise yourself, compromise your faith, compromise your integrity, all in pursuit of a dollar. That's the enemy system. That's not how the Lord planned things. And this plays into a lot of that, you know, millennial kingdom that I'm excited about because everything is wrong with this world now will definitely be right in that era and that age just because it'll be done from love, from the heart. There will be justice. There will be peace. There will be equality. And everybody who is not having the best go go around now will have an opportunity in that life just because, you know, God is just that good. But first, you got to get there. The only way you can get there is to be born anew, spiritually speaking, through the blood of Christ. And so that's uh, one thing that's comforting me. But, you know, more than anything, outside of all the doom and gloom, whenever I think about the kingdom, whenever I put my mind on things above, I automatically get fired up because I'm like, what I'm excited for has nothing to do with this life. But then again, I have a, I have work to do in this life. And as long as I have a long-term mission of trying to help as many people as possible get to that uh, promised land now and then, because the promised land is available to everybody now. Like the, I, I believe, just me personally, I believe the body of Christ in this coming transition in the natural realm will do extremely well. I believe God will definitely take care of his own like he always has to where some people will go through this transition unscathed. Like you won't even know that there was a recession, depression around them just because from there, God will definitely open up doors and windows of opportunity. And I'm believing God for that. That's a part of my faith structure. And because of that, I want to act like that. I want to think like that. I'm going to live like that. That's just me. And that's in this life and in the age to come. But to each his own. Anyway, people. Jesus is Lord, dude, boy, 100%. He's the king. He's Lord. And his kingdom is present now in the spiritual realm. It's going to be here in the physical one day soon. But anyway, let's uh, end with a little bit of prayer. It's been a while since we ended on some prayer. Let's just get an agreement that God will give us all wisdom and foresight on how to handle his business before our own, knowing that if we do that, he'll take care of us on the back end like he always has. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening on this Wednesday, the 27th of July. We thank you for just your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your truth. Thank you for your word, which is a light to our pathway, Father. Allow us to continue to walk in love, to be a blessing to other people, to put your business ahead of our own, which is to help other people come to the truth. And that through the truth, they might be saved and inherit eternal life that's available to them now, all the way throughout until the until the kingdom is reestablished here on earth. We just thank you in advance for what you've already done in the name of Jesus Christ, your son. 
Amen. All right. That's our show, people. Be blessed, be safe. Back at it tomorrow, same time, same place. Peace.